Hi, and welcome back to the Woman Amidst podcast. I'm Katie Ray. I'm one of your hosts, and we're so glad to have you here as always. Today on the Woman Amidst, Haley and I are talking about a new and exciting theme, um, which is rediscovering our sense of self amidst those big transitions. At the Woman Amidst, that's what we do. We talk about how we find beauty in the midst of hard places, hard seasons, and we've entered a new theme where we are going to be sharing our story and the stories of women we know who are doing just that. They're finding that sense of self, how to hold on to what they are and who they are in the midst of these big seasons of change. So we're so glad to have you here. Thanks for tuning in. And here's our conversation. It's been a while since we've done this. I know it has been. When was the last time? I don't even know. Probably uh, probably over a month ago, right? I feel like time yeah. time is like a continuum right now. Well, I guess time is always a continuum, but <laughs> even more, I'm just like, what is happening? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't even know when the last time we recorded it. I think the yeah. last one was Skylar's, so that was yeah a while ago. Yeah, I, yeah. Like I feel like of- I've been living in a fog a little bit. Yeah, so. I'm just now coming out of it. Yeah, we've both been busy. Well, you've been busy with your travel last week, and then I was home the week before that, and I don't know, time just slips away. Yeah, and working full-time. It was like everything I could do to keep my head above water a little bit. Yeah. How do you feel now that that you're done? You know, I feel good. I mean, technically I'm still like contracting. So it feels a, it feels a little weird because I am like, I'm not fully done, done. Cause I could still be doing work with prospect arts, hope to still be doing some contracting work, but mm-hmm. at the moment I'm not doing anything. Yeah. So that, that was really weird to be like today. I don't have to feel the stress that I always feel. I think in the mornings it was like, okay, get up, get Cal ready. Okay. During his first nap, here are the five things I need to get done. Okay. He's awake. Take him for a walk, play with him for a little bit. Lunchtime, mm-hmm. nap number two, hear this. And like, yeah, I feel the stress, but for no reason. Yeah. I'm like the things I'm doing today are laundry. <laughs> I mean, and recording this podcast, which yeah. is great, but nothing that is like, a lot of like pressure with clients or things so yeah it's an it's an adjustment for sure but it feels really nice I think I will settle into it a lot better for sure yeah after today and I think just like finding a new schedule that doesn't have to be so intense I feel the same I'm like I don't have a baby yet but I feel the same way I'm like you you wake up and I feel like how do I fill my day to be the most productive even though I have really only a, a handful of things that have to get done but why yeah. do I feel like I'm stressed all day long <laughs> yes yeah I mean it it goes into what we're going to talk about nicely yes. but I think like with big transitions too that you're facing you're probably thinking about all the things you want to get done before this like goal and deadline mm-hmm. so trying to prioritize like what actually is important yeah and what can be what can you let go of yeah like cleaning the sink don't need to do that every day. It drives Steve crazy. I clean the sink and I also clean like the range of our, um, like our gas oh, stove. Oh yes, I do too. Every day. And he's like, why, mm-hmm. why do you spend 20 minutes a day doing both of those tasks every single day? And I was yeah. like, it drives me crazy if they're not clean. Yes. And I just feel more productive if I, like, I feel like a whole person. And if someone yes. comes over, I'm not embarrassed of my range. <laughs> yes. This, okay, so my thing that I have is like, it are crumbs. Oh. I would say, I'm not like the most organized person in the world. I'm not going to pretend to be, but crumbs everywhere really get me. Yeah. 
So sweeping and cleaning the counters is really big to me. And yeah. it's the same thing. Nick doesn't understand why I spend so much time sweeping. He's like, you're going to do it again in a couple <laughs> hours. But it absolutely drives me insane. Yeah. And and I probably because I notice it at other people's houses, which I hate saying because I'm like, if anyone listening to this has me over, I don't want you to feel insecure. But I just notice like crumbs and dirt. So I feel like people will notice it when they come over. Especially when it's when you don't have your shoes on because you guys are a no shoes house and then you can feel yes. it on your feet and that is just the oh. absolute worst. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah. I feel like becoming a new shoe, shoe house also has changed my whole perspective because I think so much now about what is on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. I, and it makes you want to be a lot cleaner in how much I vacuum. See, I want a no shoe, a no shoe house. But then I break my own rules. And so then I'm like, how can I how can I uphold Steve to these rules? And also with the dog, I'm like, he doesn't wear shoes. So so he's always tracking dirt. Just wait till you have a baby. I feel like that was the kicker for me was like he is actually licking the ground sometimes. You like look over and he's just face first. And you're like, that's so gross. Everything that people have tracked in here. Yes. So at least. But then the other day he was actually chewing on my shoes. So. So you're like, you're going to do it anyway. Yeah. So maybe it doesn't matter. Germs are good, right? Yeah. But less sweeping sweeping for you when there's no shoes in the house. So maybe that's the goal. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Um, Well, everybody, welcome to podcasts. Would love to hear from you guys what your weird house, uh, what house, what do you call that? Your uh, house cleaning pet peeves or your yeah more like peeve? more like ocd tendencies yeah ocd <laughs> tendencies what are your ocd tendencies we'd love to hear send us a message um make us feel a little less crazy thanks uh <laughs> yeah so we are entering this new season of having a theme this is something different that we haven't done before if you guys listen to my solo podcast last time i yeah. did talk about it yeah, it was very fun, very exciting. Sad not to have Haley there. Um, but if you didn't listen to it, you can hear more about this theme, the kind of background of where we were coming from on the podcast from last week. But if not, um, yeah, we just we wanted to bring focus to what we're doing. And uh, there is honestly so much to touch on when you talk about being a woman amidst what does that mean? And so we really wanted to focus on something in particular during different seasons. And when we started talking about it, it was really easy to focus on the loss. And this is actually Haley, something Haley's been really great about having an optimist who's a part of this. I think we're both optimists, actually. Yeah, I think Would we you are consider too. yourself an optimist? Yeah. It, it depends on who is the like who I'm in relationship with because okay. Steve is 100% more than I am. I'm more the realist in our relationship, but oh. I I like to think of myself as an optimistic person most of the time, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you usually are to me at least. So, well, good. yeah. Good. Optimists over here. But we really <laughs> wanted to focus on that positive side of what we're talking about, the joy, the rediscovery of ourselves, which is this this theme that we're in right now. Um and all of those positive attributes that we really are trying to focus on holding on to during these seasons of transition and loss and trials. So that is what we are focusing on this next month in particular. It is just rediscovering ourself during seasons of transition, trial, loss. We feel like we all tend to lose a bit of ourselves during that time, which is really natural. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, it definitely comes in 
in waves, you know, where all of a sudden you're like, wait, who am I? What am I doing? Why am I focusing so hard on this? Or why am I not focusing on that? Um, so yeah. And it's just, I think something also that you can't really prepare for, but I think Mm -hmm. knowing, knowing that it's happening eases it a little bit, a little bit of that like sensation of like that you're losing all sense of control. Um, yes. When you're, yeah, you're like, okay, this is going to be a yeah. season of transition and this is likely going to happen. Um, so I'm, I'm a little bit more in control in that way, but I'm yes. expecting things to change, um, while not losing sight of yeah what you want and who you are. Yeah. I think that's such a good way to put it. It really is just a loss of control at times. Like we feel like we go down these spirals when we are surprised by something. That's like a lot of it. Or I mean, not always a surprise, like entering motherhood isn't a surprise because you guys, well, you have nine months to prepare. Yeah. But what I think the loss of the sense of yourself or time, that can be the surprise. And so how do we honestly help prepare each other and in this community help each other just prepare for when those times come up um, to know like these are the tools that Haley and I are not experts coming in here telling you like this is how you do this but I think from our experiences what we have learned have helped us to hold on to those things that feel true to us and that bring us joy and then also how we've made room for those in our life yeah totally I definitely think the moving constantly is (laughs) has been beneficial for the transition part of um of yeah the just the change that happens when when you're somewhere new. Yeah, that's definitely a big one. I think, and I think that's the beauty of this theme and what we really wanted um, for each of the themes that we're entering is how they span across different seasons, like a big move. Like, how do you find the things that you love and stop that spiral of fear, anxiety, loneliness by kind of diving into, okay, these are the things that bring me joy or entering motherhood. How do you hold on to those things instead of abandoning it all? Because I know this is a big thing I felt is like so many people are like, oh, when you become a parent, you'll never be able to do that again. You'll never be able to do this again. Well, instead of saying, okay, well, how do I hold on to those things that are important? Because it's what I love. Like, I love to travel. How do I continue to do this in motherhood? But while also saying, but things are going to change and that's natural too. But I don't have to abandon it all because of this big change in my life. Yeah, for sure. I definitely have been experiencing that Um, just with the past few weeks because I'm like, you know, we're getting the clip. Well, we are at the end of this pregnancy. So I'm like, she could come, you know, whenever she feels like it. Not wait, yet, how many I weeks are you? Um, I'm almost 34 weeks. So like in how many Stop. weeks? Three weeks. Is that full term? I don't know. I feel like they changed the full 36, term. I think. Oh, okay. yeah. So yeah, pretty maybe two <sighs> weeks. Um, but wait, maybe more. I don't know. Don't, uh, I, yeah. All the books that I've read, it's been like between 36 and they're like, wait, but now they're saying not until 39. So I would like her to stay put until (laughs) 39, maybe. Yeah, until she's fully cooked in there. But just like as we're getting close to the end of how much is about to change, I think has Mm. really been not a surprise to me. Obviously, you know how much is going to change. But the fact that the change is not going to go back. Mm. I'm never going to go back to where I am now. And I think that has been the craziest part to me is like, we are going to have a daughter for the rest of our lives like that's what you know Mm -hmm. obviously you get pregnant and you like 
you expect the baby aspect of it but I'm like and then we have to figure out how to parent and our that style and how Steve and I are going to handle that in our marriage and there's just like so much more that I feel like I've been uncovering the past few weeks as we get ready for her to to be here um that I'm like whoa okay this is I mean obviously I know it's going to be a change but it's not ever going to go back to quote what our normal is now and I think that has been kind of a crazy thing to yeah. accept obviously yeah it it reminds me of that post that we put up recently um that we talked about like every time you say yes to something you say no to something else totally. like it's the it's the acknowledgement that we're saying yes to another human being in our lives yeah which means we have to say no to other things yeah and I feel like that's a lot of what I've been discovering this last year almost year, well, nine months now of being a mom is that I really, really, really thought I could still do everything the same. Yeah. And I just couldn't. I mean, that was a big reason why I had to stop working full time. Yeah. It's like, I just do not have capacity to hold on to everything and give it space the way it needs with this new life. So I have to say no to some things if I'm going to say yes to giving this baby what I think he needs exactly for you but but that's a huge transition and like a huge loss and I know for myself I felt like I'm I'm not ready to stop working full-time this has been a huge part of my identity like my whole life has been built around these experiences that I've had and this job that I've created and these goals that I pursued and does that mean I'm saying no to it forever because of that or does that just mean it has to change yeah. Um, so it's just it's just a big it's a big transition. Yeah. And yeah. Hard decisions. And I think also it's a lot of guilt on either side when you mm-hmm. don't have the capacity to do all of the things that you used to or all the things that you want to yeah. that you're not mm-hmm. you're not putting your best at anything. And I think I've been having some struggles with that lately as I'm like, yeah. I've been saying yes to a lot of things Ever since you you posted that um, or you said that in your caption, I've had a lot of conversations with people about, you know, what we say yes to and what that means in our life. And I feel like, yeah, it's just been kind of crazy because I'm like, I'm (laughs) I'm saying yes to so much. Um, And yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a lot. How do you feel like you have like lost that sense of self in all of that. Like I hear, you know, I hear the conflict for you (laughs) as you're seeing this new season coming, but what do you feel like you're losing of yourself or what is it that you're fearful of losing right now? Yeah. I think, I think just the freedom, honestly, to say yes. I am definitely like a yes before no kind of person. And Mm -hmm. That's just, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. I'd love to meet you for lunch. I can take that meeting at this time. I can record this podcast at this time. I'll go for a walk before. Literally, I said yes to all of these things a couple weeks ago in the same day. In one day. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Then I had to text Katie and just be like, "Um, I think I overcommitted to maybe four of too many events today. Um, So we're going to have to move Uh, the podcast recording. But, you know, I'm like, I just. Yeah when it's just me, I, I can do that and I can mm-hmm. push through and I'm like, and it is honestly exciting. I like having a full schedule. I like feeling busy. I like feeling like I'm being productive and also like fostering other relationships in my life. Mm-hmm. And so I've been having the struggle of, of letting go of, I think other people's expectation of like what I should be doing mm-hmm. and saying yes to everything. Um, because mm. I'm not just making decisions for myself anymore. Um, 
and you know I'm like when you're pregnant and you have that connection with your baby you're like I love her so much I would do anything for her but it's hard to think about because she's not fully here yet I'm like yes she's living and I'm taking care of her and or you know growing together and we have that connection but I'm like she's not actually here and she doesn't like demand the same attention that she will when she's born Hmm. but I'm like in my mind (laughs) it's a lot more than I really anticipated um, of like the just the switch over into being a mom Um, yeah you're starting to create space for her in your life yeah which I mean is so beautiful like that's amazing that your mind does that and that is how God designed us to to Mm -hmm. be and like how cool that I have this preparation you know you have these hormones that flow through you and make you have these thoughts before the baby arrives for nesting and mm. for getting prepared before she gets here. Um, but yeah, it's been something I definitely did not expect. I was like, oh, she'll she'll get here. She'll be born and then my life will change. But I didn't expect the, I'm going to feel, now. yeah, <laughs> I'm going to feel a little bit like out of control, Yeah, you know, while I'm still pregnant. I didn't, I didn't expect that. Yeah. So diving deeper into that, um, (laughs) what do you, yeah, how do you, okay, how am I asking this? What is that fear that's driving that of like not being able to say yes? Is it just like, is it just like literally this is just who I am? I've always been someone who says yes and who am I if I can't be that person anymore? Yeah, I I don't know if that's entirely it. I think it's more like, I think it's the loss of control like we were talking about, Mm. like she is going to determine so much of what I hmm. do forever. Um, I mean, maybe not, obviously not when she's like 15, you know, she can. <laughs> she might. Who knows? <laughs> we'll we don't see. know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, for the, the next, I don't know, however many years of like childbearing and hmm. this is not going to be our only baby, hopefully, God willing. And, you know, I'm like, just the fact that I'm not going to have the control that I have over my life now, I think is, hmm. is, the biggest issue in yeah and me letting all of it go or trying to create space or yeah. saying no um it's not the actual act of saying to a friend oh I can't commit to that today because I feel overwhelmed um yeah but it's the fact that these are the decisions that I'm going to have to make you know for a a, another yeah. person because I care so much about my children yeah yeah, yeah. this last weekend I went and well, not weekend. It was a 10-day trip. I took Cal on a trip for 10 days. Yeah. Which, looking back, sounds crazy that I did <laughs> that. Like we went but, on a wild vacation for 10 days. <laughs> we did a little bit. But in my mind, when I was yeah. making the trip, like, this is who I used to be before pregnancy, before COVID. It was like, oh, I want to go visit friends. Okay, I'm going to go see this friend. Oh, well, I have a layover in Atlanta. Why wouldn't I just extend it by four days? And then I'll go see my friends in Atlanta one day and then friends in Athens another day and friends in Columbus another day. And this is just who I am. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I know I'm going to have to adjust this to, to Cal because he needs a little bit more space and consistency, but he'll, he'll be great. And honestly, he, he did amazing. He yeah. was such a fun travel buddy, but I definitely looked back at the end of the trip and I was like, I think that was too much for him. Like he did it and he was a champ, but I could see moments where he was just like tired and just done. I was tired by the end of it. Yeah. So I know he was tired. So that was really interesting. Even looking back and being like, I thought I had already figured out how to 
create that space and say no and like figure out my new normal with him but even having to continue that readjustment I mean it's it's just exactly what you're talking about like oh man like this is who I am I would love to see all these people I want to be able to do this but really choosing him over that like that is just the season of life we're in for however long we have small to maybe 15 year old children. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's, it is a crazy adjustment. Yeah. And I mean, I think, I think that's important that you pointed out too, is like that seeing your friends and pouring into them is something that is a part of you that, that was a part of you before Cal. And that's an important part to like, to focus on too, because you don't want to lose yourself and you're like, okay, I'm, I'm in, I'm in this new season of motherhood, but my friendships are still just as important to me as they were before I had Mm -hmm. a baby. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm like, I think it's good that you went, even if it was a little crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. I agree with that. I'm really glad that I went. I think it's just like the, it's exactly what we're talking about today. It is, um, continuing to hold on to important things that are a part of who I am and things that are going to look different from how other people do it. Other people may not choose to go on a 10 day trip with their son because that isn't them and that's okay. Um, But that is something that's true to me. And I was perfectly happy doing that. But it's like, but we have to modify and make these little shifts of going, okay, well, how will it change from how it looked before? Maybe I can't see as many people, or maybe I have to make these boundaries or kind of hold space for those, for those changes and the transitions that come with it. And those aren't a bad thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that's the fear. And that's so much what I've been hitting on with this theme is that there is a sense of me that was like fearful. If I don't say yes to everybody, who am I? Or if I'm not working full time, who am I anymore? Yeah. If I'm not creating things or pursuing the things I've always pursued, who am I? And that's okay to change. Totally. Yeah. I'm like, we all, change is inevitable for all of us. And that is important to remember. But yeah, I think, you know, when you focus on what is good and what you love and the beautiful Mm -hmm. things in your life, um, it's hard to to find that balance. But I feel like you've been doing that for a while. You know, I'm like, you have... Mm -hmm been traveling so much with your job and then you know you get married and then you have to find that space so I think you've been going with Mm. such like an adventurous past and um Mm. just like a history of yeah being kind of all over the place and being having the freedom to say yes to everything yeah like how have you hold held on to to what you love and what is good in your life yeah it's a great question um that we yeah I was about to say that we wrote together. We did write the questions. So that's a little like uh, prideful of me to be like, that's a great question that we wrote. Great job. That's us. a great, great question to ask me. That I... Okay. Anyways, sorry, everybody. Um, uh, okay. Yes. It's a great question because it has caused me to process through so much, even just like writing down my notes on this question of like looking back and how have I been holding on to it? Because there really have been, like you said, a lot of transitions. It wasn't just motherhood. A lot of I was telling Nick this today, even just entering military life. Mm-hmm. We're like, I can't live near my friends anymore. I can't. Well, that's not no, true. Like, we hey. do. I know. Well, I don't get to live near you right now. That's true. We got to, and then we, got we were forced into separation. So <laughs> we will be forced back soon. Yeah, fingers, fingers crossed. crossed. Um, yeah, but it's like there with military life. There are so many transitions that are just out of your control. You're forced to move away from friendships and constantly be starting over. And how do I 
how do I get out of the headspace? I think that is really natural when you go through transition or like I talked about in the podcast too, like tragedy. I feel like there's kind of this downward spiral that you can get into where you're like, shoot, I'm so lonely. What is my purpose here? I feel so like aimless. I don't know who I'm supposed to connect with. And, and especially after the last year, like COVID that's made it really hard too. So how do we find those things? And Um, some of the stuff that I've been thinking about and focusing on is I heard this in a podcast recently with Jackie Hill Perry. Um, if you guys don't know who she is, she's really amazing. Uh, But she talks a lot about the word behold, like behold is how we approach God and we become what we behold. That's like one of her big phrases. You become what you behold. So what you think about is what you live out. So if your thoughts are anxious and full of fear, you start to live that out. Um, And when your thoughts are of loneliness and despair, you start to live that out. We kind of manifest what, where we put our attention. And I just think that that is really accurate. When I look back on my seasons, like I don't think if somebody's listening to this and they're like, that's the season I'm in, you're not alone. Yeah. Like I do this all the time, entering motherhood or entering even my changing of job. It's like, I am not, because of this change, because my job's ending, am I ever going to do anything that I'm really proud of work-wise again? Is it just a close of a season? And so how do we behold what's good? And so the verse that I've been reflecting on a lot is Philippians 4, 6, which I'll just read really quick in case you guys don't know it. But it just says, rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice in the and the God of peace will be with you. So I think that's a lot of what it came down to for me was how, how to not lose sight of what is good, of what's beautiful. Um, it really came down to beholding what is good, right? Like putting it back in your life, even when it feels difficult. Um, and Haley and I have talked about this a lot with this upcoming theme. I mean, when you move to a new place and you start to feel despair, literally put yourself in front of the things that are good and bring you joy. Put yourself in times of journaling and prayer in front of the Lord. Behold him. Put yourself in a coffee shop. If that brings (laughs) you life, go get out of your comfort zone and put yourself there. Or like we have done in many places, I feel like every place is like I find my spin studio. Yeah. It feels really uncomfortable to put yourself in those positions. And it feels really stretching in the beginning. But I think the more we do that and we really intentionally Like find those five things that bring you joy and put yourself in those positions and think on those things. I think that is what's so life changing. Um, And I don't know, there's something I read recently about like when we are driving through the mountains and we see a snowy mountain peak, right? Or when we are watching our child laugh hysterically at my husband tickling him or (laughs) when we are standing at the ocean and we're hearing the waves there is something about external situations that pull us outside of our anxious thoughts and minds and I really believe that's where Philippians 4 6 is getting at with all of this is that when we can stop this 
the downward thinking, those spirals of um, hopelessness and fear and anxiety. I think it's by looking externally at things outside of us that bring joy that are beautiful and good and praiseworthy. Um, So I think that's, yeah, that's a lot of the ways that I feel like I've gotten out of it. And in this season right now, I mean, it's taking a lot because I've been so busy. And when we're busy, I feel like for myself, I go really inward Mm -hmm. and I become kind of selfish in my thoughts. It's like, I have to get all this stuff done. I have to do this and this and this. And, um, I think in, in that I start to lose parts of what bring me joy and what are good and parts of myself because I'm so filled with that. So yeah, it's just getting that chance to look out, look up, Look at the things that are good. Put them in our life if you don't feel like they're there. And if you're really struggling, reach out to friends who know what bring you joy. Yeah. And and like ask for help in finding those things. Totally. I think that like for me, that is what brings me joy is like being around somebody who knows me um, mm-hmm. and just like spending time with them and at- I don't know, asking how yeah. they're doing. I'm like, tell me your yeah. problems so I don't have to think about mine. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. But just being in, communi- in community with someone else really is mm-hmm. like one of my favorite ways or something that really is important to me in life. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a good point. How do you feel like you do that if you're in a new place? That's always hard. I, I do feel like here... I was talking to a friend and she asked me, she doesn't live here, um, but she asked me if I had friends here in Phoenix. And I was like, I was like, well, no, I mean, I do have friends like, but it's not the same type of like community feeling that I've had in other military, um, like at other military bases or in college or, you know, in other areas of my life, especially because it's such a short term time that we're Mm -hmm. here. I have individual friendships, but not my friends are not like friends with each other. So it's not that like big community feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I honestly have had a lot of those inward thoughts, like you've been saying, um, and feeling a little bit selfish because I haven't been pouring into, hmm. into friends as much as I normally do, which is important to me. And I think that has been a little bit of like my spiral of like, wait, I'm losing control of my life. Um, yeah. but it's, it's not only the motherhood thing, but it's also the fact that I'm in a place where I don't have the community that I'm used to. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I, I try as much as I can to make an effort, even when it feels uncomfortable to put myself in front of other women. Um, I love my husband so much, but I'm like, he is, he can't be everything for me. We all know that. And so I'm like, you know, make a plan with someone for coffee once a week. Mm-hmm. Even if you're like, you know, I don't know if we're going to click that well. I don't know if we're best friend material. You know, like those yeah. people you're just like, yes, we are going to be great friends. I already know from talking to you one time. I'm like, what is the harm in in going to lunch with the, you know, yep. someone who you're like, she maybe is not going to be my best friend. But in this season, I'm thankful to have someone to mm-hmm. talk to. Um, yeah. So yeah, there is actually a spouse. We have these things called coffees in the fighter pilot spouse community. Um, so there's one on Thursday. It's basically just like a get together of all the of all the spouses, and it's like 45 minutes to an hour away. And I was like, I don't think I should go because I don't want to drive that far. Yeah, but I think I'm gonna valid. go. And I'm like, and I know that I'll walk away and be like, I'm so glad that I went and I made connections with. Yeah. other women it just it feels really good to be surrounded by 
community. So just, yeah, yeah, stepping out of your comfort zone because you know the reward is greater than like the the short time of uncomfortableness that you're going to experience. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really good. And I think with that in mind, it's also good to like bring it back to the point that stepping into these new seasons requires you to hold on to those things that bring you life and then also make space when you do have to say no, because there are going to be changes too. Yeah. Um, And that there are like, it is very valid that you aren't going to be able to connect with as many people right now because you are, you know, trying to rest more and prepare for what's coming up more. So it really is such a balance of both of like finding those spaces, but also giving yourself grace when you, when you need it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it has been a balance, but what do what do you do to stay connected in a new space? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think some of the things I mentioned are the big ones, but I mean, for me, it's finding that like workout routine that brings me life and getting outside. I would really struggle in a place where I couldn't be outside every day. You mean like Alaska? Um, like Alaska. <laughs> I know I'm scared. Um, <laughs> uh, but I mean, that is honestly a big one. I go for a walk every day. And when yeah. we were looking for a place to live here in Utah, that was one of my like if we're going to say five stipulations is like, I need a great place I can walk. If I don't have like good walkability around me, yeah, that's a huge deterrence because just getting outside really gets me out of my head. Being inside in my home is not great for me. So I think that's like one of the big ones. Um, and then honestly going on adventures just like sparks life in me. Yeah. So even when we're busy, Nick and I have been really big about this summer planning a lot of camping trips and hiking trips and, um, just opportunities to kind of get out in this season because it just kind of brings great perspective to who I am and the things that I love. So yeah, I think, yeah, similar things. I mean, being with friends too. Yeah. Yeah. Just doing things you love. I mean, that's really what this is about. <laughs> what do you love doing and just keep doing it? Yeah. There, the podcast friends. is done. <laughs> that's all we really uh, needed to say. <laughs> that's all we really needed to say. Oh, man. But no, I do think it's worth it. I just feel like I've gotten so much of just bringing light to this because I don't think I realized, especially in that motherhood transition and in the the quitting my job transition, how much feeling like fear of who I was going to become. It's like I had this fear that I was going to become 40. I don't know why 40. And I was going to have like an amazing family and kids and look back and be like, wait, who am I? Like I would lose myself a little bit in yeah. the these new titles, you know, and not that that's bad. Like I would be a mom, but I would just lose myself in some of the things I love and it was like, how do I hold on to some of those and incorporate them into this new season of motherhood or yeah. not working? How do I like keep doing those things? Because I looked back on like the experiences I had that I love so much that I felt so free in. Yeah. And yeah, I just didn't want to say no to those fully. Yeah. How do you feel like you get to that space of like feeling lost in the transition? Because I'm like you know, all of a sudden you're just like going about your business and then you're like, I moved to a new place. And then all of it now I feel like I don't know who I am or I quit my job. Now I don't feel like I know who I am or, you know, any, any transitional time. Yeah. Um, I think 
Oh, man. I've just read this this morning. I've talked about this book on a few podcasts, but it's because I'm so slow at reading it. So if this tells anyone how quickly I'm reading things right now, but I was reading in Get Out of Your Head by Jenny Allen, which somebody did tell me that they read it the other day after the podcast. I was like, this is great. They're but like, she I'm was... done with it. You're like, I'm on chapter four. Chapter six. <laughs> Thanks for being here. I'm just like pretty much doing book reviews on every podcast. No. Um, yes. Uh, she was actually talking about this and it was so good. She was talking about cynical thinking. Mm-hmm. And that cynical thinking is when we get caught up in a cycle of believing we deserve better than what's in front of us. So we are, yeah, yeah. So we are constantly looking not for the best in others, but now we see the worst because people aren't living up to what we deserve. Yeah. Whether it's other people's actions or the situations around us. Which like what a crazy expectation to put on them that they don't even know. <laughs> they they don't even know. They have no idea that this is what's happening. And I, I feel like that's it, at least for myself. It's like I kind of get caught up in this is what life was. This is what it should be. This is who like what I wanted and it's not. Or these people aren't giving me this. Or, you know, it, it's like kind of getting caught up in that and I think about even talking about friendships moving to a new place I feel like that is easily it for me sometimes is I'm like no one's reaching out to me Mm -hmm. like I've made an effort and people aren't responding and and I start to believe the worst in the people around me yeah instead of being like or everybody's busy and I have a baby in full-time job and maybe they just think I'm busy with the baby in a full-time job yeah and don't want to be a burden to you when they ask you to do whatever Exactly. It's like instead of believing the best in people, the best, the best in situations, because I think when we think the best in people or, you know, that they at least have somewhat or mostly good intentions. Yeah. Um, or at least not malicious intentions, if they are doing something hurtful, then we're more likely to step out and initiate something ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we start to live in this mentality of I deserved this and I'm not getting it. Um, then I think that is the spiral and that's what she talks about. And I just felt like that was so true to these different seasons of like when, yeah, that's like living the what if mentality. Yeah. I feel like mine comes from trying to be both people. Like I'm trying to be who I was and who I am going to be at the same time and like not lose, not lose either aspect of either, you know, like I'm trying to be both perfectly for everyone. Um, yeah for myself for my baby for my friends and that is where I'm like it's just a lot of pressure I think on myself to yeah be be who I was and also who I want to become so yeah Hmm. yeah interesting (laughs) I wonder how yeah I'm sure you're learning like how do you hold space for both but yeah I think it just it is like we were saying it becomes a choice of like yes versus what am I saying yes to and what am I saying no to and allowing yeah. yourself like now is a time you know that I have to be a little bit more selfish and turn inward and focus on me that sounds so dumb that sounds really bad it's time to focus on me you know so it's actually what doctors tell you to do though I mean yeah I mean it, it take is care what of your you, body yeah it is yeah. what you should be doing I should be focusing on resting and um yeah just preparing it, it's going to be a big change but I think yeah allowing myself to do that and not being not telling myself that that's selfish is yeah um is important because I do feel like I have lost a little bit of 
the sense, I don't know, I pride myself on being very like connected to my friends, even when they live far away. I am one of those people who we've talked about this before. Like I reach out to all to my friends. I'm the one who, you know, Mm. keeps most of the connection. Um, And I like that about our friendships. I like that about who I am. Um, And Mm. I've been dropping the ball on a lot of like, I'm like, oh, shoot, my friend Katie, she just had this foot surgery. And normally I would have texted her the morning of the surgery and told her I was thinking about her and praying for her and hoping it went well. And then literally like five days go by and I see that like she had this. And I was like, I cannot believe I forgot. Like I forgot to text her. And then I feel like a terrible person. Um, Yeah. And so just giving myself some grace during that time that things are changing and it's okay to be a little bit more selfish and not be the person I used to be right now and I think I think it's a great way to put it there's such a negative connotation around selfishness Mm -hmm. and I like I don't even know if it is being selfish you know I really think it is just like the season that you're going through is a lot like you just only have so much capacity and space totally and you're just you're having to learn what it what Haley Trojan is like with less capacity and space yeah and like realizing oh yeah yeah and just realizing that the stress that I'm putting on myself to uphold both standards or the standard mm. of who I used to be is putting stress on my body, which is also in turn putting stress on my baby, on my yeah. baby, which I'm like, it's not just me anymore that I'm making these decisions for. Um, yeah. And I think remembering that and focusing on, you know, mm. like we were saying, the good and the joy, because I'm so excited to be a mom. I'm so excited for her to get here. And yeah. Yeah, just realizing that like these are the decisions that I get to make. I yes. get I get to be in this place and I'm so so grateful for it. Mm-hmm. Um and so it's not a burden. It's yeah. it's something that's good. Yeah. And it's beautiful. Yeah, it's not a burden and it's not this like terrible loss. Totally. Yeah, preparing like, like with joy yes. and anticipation in a positive way, not like everything's about to change and I have to grasp so hard at like things that were um, yeah. instead of just embracing the change that's to come. Yeah, exactly. I think that is so good. And just remembering that what is to come doesn't have to look like it was before. Um, there's ways to embrace both in these new seasons. And so speaking of the new seasons, to wrap up this podcast, we always love to share this. I think it's especially relevant right now, focusing on the beauty and the good and just beholding and becoming what we, we behold. So Haley, what are three things that you are loving right now? Um, I had time to think about this and I still don't really know. Um, I, well, we've been reading the Bible in the year and I've never done that before. Um, and just having that routine in the morning has Mm. been really calming through this whole season of like moving and pregnancy and getting ready for a baby. Um, Mm. and just having like a chance to focus in the morning on my relationship with the Lord and having a good foundation to start my day on. Um, and I've been loving the podcast that goes with it. I wasn't listening to it in the beginning. Um, it's with Tara Lee Cobble and we're doing the Bible recap. Yeah. And it's, it's awesome. Um, and it just like gives you so much context as to Mm -hmm. the Bible as a story, which I've been loving. Um, so anyways, that's number one, just having that grounding, um, 
Yeah, in the morning. And then we also, our Nespresso machine was broken um, from our move from Korea. And so that was a bummer for a while. But on the bright side, we got reimbursed for a new Nespresso. And so it's like a new, I was using a French press. Yeah. So now we have new Nespresso and coffee in the morning is just so good. Wait, my coffee machine broke. Should I get an Nespresso? Yes. (gasps) Really? Is it that good? I really, really love it. I I mean, something about drip coffee is like still still so good. I'm like, yeah. I love that too. And if we have obviously like people over, then I pull out the drip coffee one. Right. Um, but right now it's in storage in New Mexico. So we'll get it back in a few Eventually. months. But, <laughs> but yeah, the Nespresso is just so good. And the the, my only complaint with it is that the coffee is not as hot as it could be. Oh. But it comes, you can get one that comes with like a steamer. So then you get like hot, like steamed milk Ooh. or almond milk or whatever you want to oh, put in it. Wow. Um, so it doesn't really matter because it's like the only time that we're, I'm like, oh, this is a little cold is if you put the, co- if you brew the coffee and then you put the cold creamer. So okay. that's, my, that's my only complaint. But to okay. go with that, my third thing that I've been loving is an Instagram account, um, and her name is What Robin Eats. Um, oh, my friend Katie, who also foot surgery, Katie. Um, she <laughs> sent me her Katie. because she has the cutest little daughter who's two years old, and it's her name's Poppy, and she's so cute to watch. But Aww. she makes these um, like coffee recipes, and I've been trying them out, and they're oh, really delicious. Oh, uh, that's awesome! Yeah. Yeah, so those are my three things. Coffee, coffee, and the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) Coffee, coffee, and the Bible, all having to do with the morning. That's great. Yes, exactly. So um, what are three things that you've been loving? Yeah, so the first thing is with warmer weather, I have been loving not having to wear closed-toed shoes because I would wear only sandals or go barefoot year-round if I could, except for my Blundstones. They're the only winter shoe that I really like. Oh, I was like, I thought that was like a foot disease or something. Oh. <laughs> or like a bunion or something. Besides my bunions. Oh, I like love having bunions. What is that? Something oh, I've that's hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, no, my Blundstones, they're a type of boot and they're oh. amazing. You should get some for uh, the cold weather. I should. I have a thermal pair. That's not one of my three things, but maybe it should be because I do love Blundstones. <laughs> No, anyway. I just have been loving wearing sandals nonstop. Um, just yeah, my, perfect for summer. It is. Yeah. And I just, yeah, I don't like, I, I also don't think I know how to style boots very well. There's like a vulnerable moment for everyone. I feel insecure about my winter fashion, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel weird with boots. Summer like, is way easier to dress. It's in. way easier, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, so, yeah. <laughs> so sandals. Um, and then... Have you heard of Viori's? Viori? So Nick bought me a pair of sweatpants, and they're kind of like bougie sweatpants. Yeah. Um, So they're a little pricier, but they are actually the softest thing I've ever owned, and I've just been, like, loving, loving wearing them. Okay. Um, I'll add those to my postpartum list. Yes. They're so comfortable. They sell them at REI. Love it. So you can use some of your REI points to get them. Um, Nice. Yeah, they're so good. And then my other one is, oh gosh, this is tough. Okay, actually, this is such a weird one, but um, Cal gets like really calm if I play classical music for him. 
Yeah. And I've never been a classical music person. But recently, I have started listening to classical music just like on my own as well. Um, Yeah, it's been really nice. I like actually feel like filled by the end of it. So I've been listening (laughs) to classical music. Who knew? It's me. Um, Yes. Our three great things. Yes. No shoes, Viore sweatpants, classical music. There we go. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks, everybody, for uh, tuning in today and hanging out with us. We always really appreciate it. And we will talk to you soon. Yeah. And last thing, if you um, share the pod- yourself listening to the podcast on your stories or uh, just a screenshot of um, the podcast itself or some thoughts, whatever you want to do, um, you can be entered to win coffee on us um, at the end of the week and we'll announce the winner. Yes, so make sure to tag us in your post. Oh, yeah. Your story, whatever it is, so that we can see it. Um, But (laughs) yes, thanks for remembering that one. That's important. Perfect. And that's it. We'll talk to you guys soon.